0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide meter in live internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish. This is not Matt Fish.
2: Uh, This is Alex Clancy and Matt Fish, the aforementioned, Hmm? the... Owner, creator, beginner of Rebound Magazine, um, the, the email address in the intro is incorrect. If you want to contact Matt Fish about anything Rebound Magazine, Rebound Radio, or National Basketball Retired Players Association because he is the Phoenix chapter president of the NBRPA, you email him at mattfish at Mm reboundmagazine.com, not at reboundradio.com. So reboundmagazine.com is correct. We have a fantastic show. We've been doing this for about two months now, I believe, and this is really the first show that Rebound Radio um, comes into its own if we can say. Um, We have a very, very important uh, conference coming up on Sunday that I'll let Matt Fish talk about. Uh, 888-346-9144. Call us if you have any questions, complaints, concerns. Probably aren't any complaints or concerns. Check out voiceamerica.tv on your internet. Uh, Matt has great interviews there with former players and uh, and, uh, executives. Just go to the Rebound channel. There's a bunch of great content on there. Today, we are hoping that we will have Dwight Davis, the vice chair of the NBRPA, calling in to talk all things rebound, all things NBRPA, yep. all things conference coming up on Sunday. Let's just get right to it. Matt, tell us about the conference. What's going on this weekend?
3: Well, here it is, the conference right around the corner, the Legends World Sports Conference, going to be up in Vegas. That's Man- a sexy
2: name, by the way, if I can say that.
3: Mandalay Bay. And that's a sexy place. Yeah. So I've I've heard the pool is unreal. I Mm -hmm. had to look it up online. I had not been there yet, so I'm going to take advantage of that and go down there. And they even have sand down there, so make sure that I uh, take advantage of all the heat because there's plenty of that up there. But the conference that's up and coming is an annual conference that we have for the legends of basketball, and so it's former NBA, WNBA players, Harlem Globetrotters, and pre-NBA, so ABA players, and and it's really. The the organization exists helping the transitioning athlete, uh, helping uh, navigate uh, what's next in life or even through life, a variety of different issues that come up with, a variety of different questions that can be answered, health problems, addictions, whatever else have you. There is something that can, you know, cradle these fellas and these ladies who may have fallen for bad times, but also will assist them by assisting themselves and also make a difference in the community. So when we head up to this Vegas conference here in a couple days it's actually we leave saturday i won't get back till tuesday it also coincides with the summer league so we're going to have the nba summer league and the championship game will be up there as well Uh, so i'm really looking forward to all the breakout sessions i'm looking forward to bringing rebound radio up there we're going to bring some video for rebound tv i've got my magazine queued up you were taking a look at it earlier today Pretty excited about it. It's got some nice content in there about former players, about the organization. So today, you know, I made it a special effort to reach out to Dwight Davis, and I really am hoping, you know, he says he's going to be on there, but he's traveling, so I'm, I'm questioning. But Dwight's the, you know, he's the um, second guy in charge, right under Thurl Bailey. And he's somebody who we can learn about his career and also learn about the Legends up and coming conference, learn about the future, learn about the current state. So I'm looking forward to tapping into his brain. Um, he's an interesting man. Uh, so he, he'll have plenty to share. He always does. And I'm looking forward to that. So that really is, is, is what's coming up this weekend. I know you're going to head up there with me, uh, Ancy Clancy. Yes. Yeah. So and I know you're Ancy.
2: <laughs> why, why would you say that? Because
3: you and I both have been talking about it beforehand and uh, heading north, getting the cars ready, because we're, you know, why fly? Yeah. And we're going to fly on the road.
2: Yeah, <laughs> within the confines of the law. So that's great. Um, a lot of great things. A couple of things, I, I saw the rundown of what's going to be happening at the conference, because Matt was uh, gracious enough to show me. And there were a couple of things I didn't really know um, what to expect. And I know we're going to try and do a radio spot up there. We're going to get some video going on for Voice America and for Rebound Magazine. But that's kind of taking a back seat to the actual um, thing at hand, which is former players getting help in several types of avenues, umbrellas, ballparks, everything that will allow them to better their life, make their life a little bit more easier, a little bit more mainstream if they're having issues financially, which is a big thing that you focus on. There are financial advisors. There are marriage. There's a marriage counseling seminar, which which kind of stood out to me. So this is, it's not just feeding the ego of guys that used to play in the NBA, which a lot of people think the NFL, like NFL Players Association, everything like that, retired players, it's all an ego thing. This is, that couldn't be further from the truth with the NBRPA. It really helps... With all avenues of of post game life, which is which is great, and I'm I'm really excited to see it firsthand.
3: Here, here's some of the breakout sessions. There's a strengthening your marriage. There's a wellness and nutrition.
2: I'll go to that one.
3: Career opportunities, brand your likeness because it's unique, you know, to these former players, and they, they need to be able to understand, you know, that they have a, a brand and that they need to understand that what their brand is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, building a career in broadcasting is a big one developing and expanding your board options in your career. So I I don't know what that is. There's a paid professional speaking opportunity that you can learn about. Um, Let's see, basketball training. See, there's an opportunity, ultimate hoops. So you can work with uh, John Thomas, Mm -hmm. a former NBA player, and he uh, works with, um, oh, one of the fitness, uh, one of the lifetime fitness. You can go and work with them and, 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 and also never retire is their motto so looking forward to seeing him they've got the, the dirty sixer bike is going to be up there the Dirty sixer is this bike that they make that's so tall Shack can drive it this thing is so high it's like come up to your shoulders if you're standing there you'll see it when you get up there it's going to be fun i'm looking forward to it i'm going to take advantage of all these opportunities even heart screening i'm set up to get my blood taken on uh, saturday morning hopefully i'll be alive or sunday morning and uh, then they're going to do some cardio stuff. So uh, I'm going to take advantage of everything because why wouldn't I?
2: Yeah. I mean, everything he said is, is what's going to happen. And it's going to be good. And uh, I'm excited to do a, a running blog. And, and we're going to post that on every possible thing. So if you're not able to you know, listen to the show this week or, or um, you're doing other things, you will be able to find out exactly what happened. The innards of the NBRPA Legends World Conference that's going on this weekend. Uh, really great things are abound, and, um, and I'm really excited about it. So, I just got the new uh, edition of Rebound Magazine. I have it in my hands. <laughs> oh, and the, new, the conference thing is right here. Schedule. Look at this. Schedule of events. Listen, this right. this is very, for those of you who don't know, once again, Matt Fish played in the NBA for 10 years, played overseas a little bit, uh, played in the CBA, yep. won a championship in the CBA. Um, 6'11", lefty, nice little touch, I was watching some YouTube clips of him, he doesn't know that, but, uh, he started this magazine to reach out to former NBA players. Players that have since been, for lack of a better phrase, in black and white, um, wording, forgotten. Yeah. I mean, that's very, and that's a huge thing that you're trying to focus on.
3: Yeah, no doubt. It's I mean, trying to keep people... Every generation. You, you forget, they forget, they forget. I mean, if you're not current, if you're not on, if you're not even on social networking, it's like these people didn't exist beforehand. Yeah, and, and a, then, a parallel
2: conversation is a parallel conversation is saying that for the millennials, is this is a very parallel, this is synonymous, this is SAT analogous, is we're saying that LeBron is the best player in the world now, but 20 years ago they were saying Michael Jordan was the best in the world. So Michael Jordan and then Bill Russell even before that. So... Yeah. It's People forget every generation. This is what the NBRPA is trying to do is keep people relevant, keep their brand relevant, and keep their finances relevant, and keep their mental capacity relevant, and doing it in a brotherhood fashion. Now, the, probably the number one person that can talk more eloquently about this than I am is on hold right now mm-hmm. is Mr. Dwight Davis, the vice chair of the NBRPA. He will be spearheading the NBA Legends Conference coming up, Mandalay Bay, 17th through 19th in Las Vegas. Yep. Mr. Davis, how's your day going? I know you're traveling. Are uh, you hanging in there?
4: My day's going well. Thank you very much. How are you doing today?
2: Good. I hope it's not 112 where you are. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody because that's what we're dealing with here. No, well, I'm in the
4: Northeast, so it's, um, it's about 85 degrees, but I'm from Houston, Texas, so I'm familiar with triple-digit uh, heat, uh, heat weather.
3: Dwight Davis, it's Matt Fish. How are you doing?
4: Matt, I'm doing great. How are
3: you doing, Steven? I'm well, thank you. Dwight, also known as Double D, was drafted third overall in the 1972 NBA draft to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And as aforementioned, he's the vice chairman of the board of the NBRPA. And I just can't welcome you enough to Rebound Radio and sharing your time with us today.
4: Well, well, Matt, thank you for inviting me to Rebound Radio. And congratulations to you and to Rebound Radio and all that you're doing On behalf of the NBA, the PA, and the NBRPA, we really appreciate you.
3: Well, thank you. You know, and and being involved with the Phoenix chapter down here, doing the six month internship up there, and working with the D League in a variety of different ways, giving back to the community, to me, it's just I couldn't imagine doing anything else. How's your wife, Gail?
4: Gail's doing really well. You know, we started a new business about 21 months ago. And um, she couldn't be any happier. Um, you know, we both are very involved in it. The business is going very well, and our health is very well. So we're, we're, we're blessed. Thank you.
3: Well, share with your business a little bit if you'd like to get it out there to the listeners.
4: Well, it, it, it's more of a local nature, but, but, but the company, we bought a franchise. Uh, the company is called Senior Helpers, okay. and it's a non-medical in-home uh, care business where we dispatch LNAs and companion care of, uh, personnel out to the homes of seniors who want to age in place. We all know how difficult and how expensive it is to move our loved ones into facilities. And we know that they live healthier and happier in their homes. So my business serves that demographic, the folks who want to stay in their homes. So we bought a franchise here in New Hampshire, and that is going is going very good. But the thing about it is we get a chance, my wife and I get a chance to know that we allow a number of family members to go to work every day knowing that their mom, their dad is in good hands. So thank you for letting me share that. Oh,
3: that's fantastic. I, I kind of had a feeling that that's what you were doing. I know they came up to one of our conferences and had a booth, and I checked it out, and they do some wonderful things. And I think what you're doing certainly is a great service and a, a service that is needed out there. And uh, there you are, giving back even more. So that's good for you, and I appreciate you out there continuing to do so.
4: Well, thank you, Matt. But, you know, that's that's what guys like yourself, you know, as, you know, as, as president of the Phoenix chapter, that that's what we try to do to the best of our abilities. We, we try to do as much as we can for our, for our entire community, not just for the youth, you know, for the entire community, and, and that's what a lot of people need to know about the NBRPA.
3: Well, how long have you been a member of the NBRPA?
4: I've been, a, you know, um, if, I, if I count the years, I'm, I'm thinking it has to be at least, uh, this is 2016, has to be at least 15 years I've been a member. Nice. 15. Oh, and we're celebrating our 25th year this year, as you, as yep. you
3: well know, Matt. 25 years. Uh so what does
4: the NBRPA mean to you? Well, for me, the NBRPA is it's 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 very personal. Um, you guys are my brothers and that was a time in my life when my life wasn't going so well. Um, after my after my career, I had a divorce, uh, and my career ended by injury. I had a divorce and I kind of wandered around. I lost connection with, 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 with my fraternity brothers of the NBA. I found myself addicted an addiction and um, refused help from family and from everybody. I just you you, I did what people, addicted people do. I crawled into a hole and tried to bury myself. Uh, after a while, some of you guys reached out to me and it reminded me, you know, in, in very stern words, that you're, you're a champion. You have a lot to give. Get to yourself together. Uh, and not only use words, but provided me with uh, an opportunity to, to go to uh, a facility to get myself clean. Um, invited me to the conference, the conference we're going to uh, next week. Uh, and it was very moving, Matt, when. And I think you you were at that conference yeah. when uh, John Egan got up to talk to the folks about my plight, where I'd been, and what I was doing. Yeah. And about 400 members stood up and gave me an applause and told me how much they loved me. Uh, and since then, this I've been on the rebound to uh, the corner phrase. I've been on the rebound, and life is really, really good. Married to a wonderful woman, you know, in a beautiful home. Uh, we try to work really hard here in uh, Newfields, New Hampshire, right near Portsmouth, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, I got a chance to work with guys like you at the NBRPA. Well,
3: I know every time I see you, I look forward to the hug and that great big palm that you got, that gi- giant hand that you have when you shake my hand. You know, you you, you just uh, you're all encompassing. You know, it's like you know, get my big paws on you and get you in here. And I just tell you what, uh, I remember that time, and I've seen you change. Uh, and it's been fantastic. And what an upstanding member of the NBRPA to step in and serve as well. And, uh, you know, that's just great. And to have that story behind it, uh, it just means a lot to me. Uh, Alex Clancy is my buddy here uh, helping me out with Rebound Radio. And he has a question. Uh, go ahead and ask it.
2: I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait. We have a minute till break. Um, but I did want to invite you officially to the really the first installment of Rebound Radio. We've been doing this for about two months now. Um, I met Matt. Uh, a week and a half before our first show, we sat down in the office and we talked. We never met before in our lives. We were talking about maybe doing the show together, and we hit it off right away. And every week that we do, every week that we do the show, and every time we talk, I'm learning more and more about the NBRPA and everything. And it's it's been fantastic. I want to talk a little bit more after the break. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Dwight Davis on the line. We have a lot more to talk to uh, about with him. So we'll be right back.
0: Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
2: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see
0: anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
1: You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to Matt Fish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show.
2: I'm just going to start saying Rebound Magazine instead of when they say Rebound Radio on the uh on the intro back. I'm just going to say Rebound uh Magazine so I don't have to uh, quantify myself every time. Uh, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in Studio. Welcome back to Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. We are talking with Dwight Davis, the vice uh, chairman of the NBRPA. Uh, if you want to know anything, uh, is there any contact information you'd like to give out if people are interested in, you know, donating, uh, advertising, sponsoring the NBRPA? Is there anything you'd like to give out now?
4: You know, what, uh I have that information, but I don't have it with me. I'll get it to us uh before we finish. Okay, okay, great.
2: Well, and if not, just you let us know and we'll and we'll plug it every week.
4: Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll thank you so much. Okay.
2: So uh, so getting into it, thank you for sharing us your tale of um of, you know, just, you he know, rebounded. Li- yeah, it's a comeback. Yeah, he yeah. rebounded. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's peaks and valleys. I mean, yeah, it's man. so um I have a question, Don. I'm not going to ask it yet because I'm really curious. As we get into the NBRPA and the inner inner makeup of it, and the you know the skeleton of it, after you finished playing basketball, and I, I want you to talk a little bit about how that happened. Um, you played for Cleveland and Golden State, so you. I I, I want to ask you before the show is over who you wanted to win the championship, but but we'll get there. We'll get there later. Um, okay. What was it like right when you retired?
4: Okay, right when I retired. I had really not not a care of the in the world and i was prepared selected i i i felt i had the wherewithal uh, in terms of emotional physical uh in- intellectual health to do a real good job um uh, but i what I do understand was the process of injury and grieving from an injury. Uh, that kept me from a career that I really had grown to love. I grew really to love NBA basketball. When when I was drafted, it was a nice thing, you know, it was gonna afford me some nice things, but that was not my childhood dream to be an NBA ball player, believe it or not. Uh but uh, by my fifth year I grew to love it. And and then to have it taken away like that you could never play and so uh, you know, the, the, the alcohol, the, the you know, but eventually the drugs, the drugs got got to me. And you know, the the, the the great Oscar Robinson, the great Dave Bing, the, the great Dave Cowan, David Bush and Archie Clark, uh, you know, some years later because I was injured in in nineteen seventy seven, uh some some twenty three years later they formed the NBRPA. Because, as an n b a player if you when your career was over, it was over uh and during during those times, uh... but those great players saw a need to help guys with transition transition is tough, no matter what your occupation, no matter what you do in life transition going from high school to college is difficult. People need shepherds to get them through anyway um so you know i I, I walked through the forest for a lot of years. Because I had few people who could relate to me. I had a lot of guys who reached out to me to try to help me. But addiction is addiction. And addiction, once it gets old, is, is keen. Um, but eventually, again, as, as I've already said, uh, the NBRPA the was able to connect, reach out to me, surround me with love, and encourage me to do the things that I should have been doing.
3: Yeah, I, I know you grew up in Houston. And um, what was life like playing basketball for Worthington High School, you know, and then going on to the University of Houston right there in Houston? And I'm going to circle back to the end of your career in a bit, but I kind of want to start, you know, kind of where it all began out there in Houston. Did, did you have a, a tight family? Do you have siblings? Um, how, did, how was it like? When did you know basketball was going to be your game? We know, you know, uh,
4: great question, Matt. Uh, I didn't know basketball was going to be my game uh, until I was drafted third in the NBA. <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, again, you, uh, great family. My mother and father were married sixty-four years until the day my oh, father died. Right. My I never saw my father drink, and never saw my mother smoke or drink. Um, five kids, one sister, three brothers, and um, uh, and Matt, you can raise this, you know, because you. Been around basketball, I was not a very good basketball player in the beginning. Very clumsy. Mm-hmm. Coach wanted me to come out because I guess he thought I'd be tall one day. Mm-hmm. I was just average type and eventually I did grow. But I had some good coaches along the way, taught me some things, and um, I, you know, I, I began to realize that this was the way I could go to college. You know, my dad was working already two jobs uh, to get, keep my future in college. Mm-hmm. And, and and I said, Well maybe, just maybe, between my grades and I was always a good student. Uh so uh and I got better and better. Yeah. Uh, you know, I read a book by Red R back. It taught me some fundamentals and I practiced those fundamentals and I grew and I got less clumsy and mm-hmm. and uh before I knew it I was um recruited uh, by a number of schools all over the country and Went to the University of Houston, where I had a great coach and Guy Lewis, who allowed us to develop as young men and continue to get better. And I then came along with the NBA, and I was as surprised as anybody when I was selected third. I figured I would go somewhere, but I didn't know that
3: uh, third overall was fantastic. It's unbelievable, and and you know, you, you you talk about a third place draft, you know, nowadays and compared to those days, and man, it's a big difference. But the honor is always there. Uh, it's just amazing to me uh, how, and I was the same way. You're right, clumsy and kind of grew into it. And you ended up being 6'8", <laughs> and I know very athletic. I know you were a power forward and very uh, agile on the court. And I, I just know that you had a, a heck of a, a great game. Can you remember the first time you ever dunked a ball?
4: I do. Uh, so, so <laughs> I, I dunked a ball. It was a game at Warrigan High School. I can't remember the team we played. We were playing against. But I dunked a ball, and I turned to go back up the court. It fell on the floor, and I remember all the girls laughing at me. especially the girls laughing at me. You know, I'm all in I all gym. I took, I ducked, took one step to go back to our defense, <laughs> and fell uh, pancake on the floor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, you know, mine was in a, a dark junior high uh, room, and I dunked it, the, and no one was there to see me. So then, you know, I, I couldn't share it with anybody, and had to do it at a different time. Yeah, mine too. <laughs>
4: But, <laughs> well, hey, Alex, okay, hey, hey Matt, I'm going to tell you, instead of a in a nobody there, a in, the, in an high school, when all the girls see you,
2: follow your thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was on NBA Jam, I think. I think that was his first time I ducked. Well, well, Um. I know that you said that you had a good family
3: background. Who would you consider your mentor growing up? Well,
4: and I tell everybody, my, my father's my hero, my mother's my hero. I had no better examples than than them. Um, that my high school coach Benny Roy, I have to honor him. Charlie Green, Charlie Green, my middle school coach, uh, was, was very important in, in getting me. He's the guy who told me that if I didn't come out, for he was going to flunk me in PE. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so he he it was embarrassing going on. Uh, but um, I credit those guys and and tell, tell them how much I appreciate them for giving me the self and, and, of course, Godwin was, was a Hall of Fame coach.
3: So they, they helped you through the tra- transitioning, uh, certainly worked on your, your game. I know that you, your character has always been there. And, and next thing you know, here you are in your same hometown, though. And I don't know what that's like because I grew up in Iowa and I went all the way out to North Carolina, Wilmington. But right there in Houston, you got to go to your school right there, the University of Houston. Back in the days, some of the players that played with you were fantastic. Right there in your backyard. How fun was that?
4: It, 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 it was good you know it was it was good but it was probably was it was really the result of the fact that um uh 'cause i i really i got scholarships all about it cal berkeley harvard uh UCLA, i mean just everywhere uh'cause because i was a really good student um and uh I ended up choosing his for two reasons. One, they had a guy named Elvin Aid and a guy named Don Chaney who were probably in their sophomore junior years when I became a senior. Uh, and so, you know, UH was doing really well. But secondly, again, like I said, I my family didn't have a lot of money and I love my family and I knew if I went far away there'd be no money to come home, you know. <laughs> and, right. Doing breaks and so forth. I i d I didn't have money to to buy another wardrobe. I have, to have a wardrobe that, that you can wear in places like Phoenix or
2: Houston, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dwight, is there added pressure going to play in a college in your hometown? Because you're known around town. I mean, if you're going to play college ball, I mean, you're not going in there under the radar if you're going to play in your hometown. So, was there added pressure?
4: You know, you know that was that's a great question. Um, I didn't feel any pressure. I, I, I you know... Uh, the people who were in my life um, g- helped me feel comfortable that, hey, if I put forth my best effort, that that would be enough. And, and, and again, and again, remember, you know, I did not, when I did the, the player, even though uh, I was uh, recruited, highly recruited, mm-hmm. The prayer I came into the, came in at the University of Houston was not the player that left to go to MBA. I really, really improved a lot. So I it was, for me it was all about really just going to school. I, 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 I could enroll in the pre pharmacy at the University of Houston and I could get education. That's what it was all about for me. And I didn't really feel the pressure.
3: Nice. And and you got your education?
4: I got my degree, ended up getting my degree in kinesiology. Nice. Uh, I'm so grateful for that. Uh, you know, Matt. You know, Matt. You're, you're a very learned person. You have what, two, three degrees, Matt? Uh, four. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you keep count
3: of this? Well, I. You know what? I came from a family. My mom was a teacher. My grandmother. My sister's a teacher. So I always knew teaching was important. So education's important. So I went and got a master's in education, and I even taught you know, special education for several years in both high school and elementary. But I also, I'm interested in entrepreneurship, so I wanted to get my master's in business as well. So I accomplished both master's degrees at the exact same time. So it was weird on Monday nights I'd come in and get my master's in education and be like, we love uh, kitties and bunnies and rabbits, and we, we want to make a difference. And then the next day, you come in for your master's in business, and they're like, money, 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 how can we make money, money? Yeah. So... <laughs> So, so I was kind of like, I like both, you know, I, I, I do enjoy the teaching aspect, but I also enjoy the business side, as too. My MBA <laughs> tells me my education is never going to make me rich, but it's also my education tells me I can make a
2: big difference. <laughs> so now, that's my degree. There's, there's one question that's glaring, and I know I'm going, I'm not going off book here, really, but you said you got into Harvard, is that right?
4: You no, know, no, I, I, I got office from Harvard. I, I got offers from but probably 20 colleges because you got a little guy. So we'll, we'll, let, me, let me take you back. Let me take you back to to, to 19 you know 68. In 1968, um, you know I, I never went to an integrated school while, 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 while in while public school. Never did. But in nineteen sixty eight we had the Vietnam War going, we had opportunities opening up for for African Americans. And you we had schools around the country that were looking for African American athletes who could do the do, do the academics, mm. and you know, and and I had a really good uh, GPA and I did about eleven hundred on the SAT uh, when I was at 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 work and High School, so that helped me make help make me be a candidate. I'm not sure everybody wanted me because I was. So great coming out out of high school. I thought I was pretty good, but you know, but not you know. But, but I think a lot of it was driven by the fact that they I could come in, I could do the work, and I could also contribute to some degree to the athletic program. Right.
2: Did Did you ever get a C? Don't lie to me. <laughs> oh, in oh, high school, probably. Not. Yeah, watch it. I knew that pause. I appreciate it, because that's what I lived on. bees and C. I appreciate that. But I, I knew the answer before I, already asked, before I asked you.
4: But, 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 but I, I got a couple of in college, though, okay?
2: Fair enough. But college is different, man. It's a completely different world.
3: Well, you know, you went on through college, and and didn't you grow some inches in college? I think you got taller. I know you got better.
4: I know yeah, that. Yeah, I, I got about a couple inches in college. That's what
3: I thought. And then you ended up getting drafted so high, like you did. And and the the interesting part is is you you played for the two teams that were in the finals this year. So the Cleveland Cavaliers is where you got drafted, and then you finished your career with the Golden State Warriors, and and then had a, an injury, from what I understand. So you you, you know, Matt,
4: and, and something I just thought about just the other day, when I was drafted by the Cavaliers, right? Um, um, I played for them for three years and started three years. And then I was traded to the Golden State Warriors. And I have my own little trivia question. You know, um so when, what uh players drafted third in the draft, um I well I can't make a, a trivia question. But when I thought about it, I played behind Rick Barry and Jamal Wilkes. I never played in a game. I I started every game except the games where I was on a team where they had two future Hall of Famers. Mm. Wow, yeah. Every other game I started. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever that's worth. You know, when, when I was say to go in the state, uh, uh, Rick was a, a perennial all-star. Yeah. Uh, Jamal just came off of a rookie of the year season. I played it two years. You know, uh, the second year, uh, I had my injury. But uh, I, I played several. I started several games, like when, when um, Rick was injured or Jamal. But I never... Uh, I started every game except when I played with uh, two Hall of Famers. <laughs> is, is, is that worth something,
3: man? Uh, yeah, I think that's absolutely worth something. I mean, yeah. you, you can't take that start away from me, I don't think.
2: <laughs> and uh, not to incriminate yourself, so I'll ask on a broader um, scale, what percentage of the team made fun of Rick Barry for how he shot free throws? Say that again, Al? What percentage of the Warriors made fun of Rick Barry for how he shot free throws? You know, uh, actually... None of us, because he's because no, he shot 120. <laughs> <120%. laughs> <laughs> percent We got was so
4: prolific. Yeah, as, yeah. As, as a matter of fact, he um, we had a player named George Johnson, a set-up guy, who probably was shooting maybe maybe 50 shooting traditional, and he brought George up. He taught George how to shoot underhand. Enjoys must have um, raised the free throw percentage
2: 15 uh, Oh, that's insane!
3: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, hey, do like uh, you know, do like Rick does anyway, because Rick knows how to play the game, and he's proven that.
2: So we're speaking to Mister Dwight Davis, the co uh, or, or the vice chairman of the NBRPA. We will be out. Well, Matt and I, I will be riding the coattails of Matt Fish and and the aforementioned Mister Davis out to Las Vegas Mandalay Bay, uh, July seventeenth through nineteenth, Sunday through Tuesday of next week. Um, for the Legends uh, World Conference, yep. there are... I mean, when I saw, and I told Matt this before you called in, uh, I, I'm so surprised at the wide range of... And what do you call it? What do you call the different... Um,
3: breakout sessions. Breakout
2: sessions. Uh, w- the wide range of different ones. And, and the one that, that got me again, and I've said this the last two weeks, was marriage counseling. I mean, it really brings into, mm-hmm. uh, brings into uh, focus everything that the NBRPA does for the player, the past player. And we have two minutes till break, so I want you to preface it a little bit, but we're going gonna, gonna, gonna to ask more questions uh, after the break. Give me a quick overview of what the NBRPA does in your eyes, because I've heard what he said, and I want to hear other words. Okay. With,
4: with the, with the, first of all, we have to understand that in the, within the first five years of a player leaving the NBRPA, uh, probably 70% of them, 75% of them are going to be broke or financially challenged within the first five years. So it is imperative for us to get our guys from, from the NBA into the RPA because it's because of that transition, it's because of that brotherhood, it's because of being connected with other people who understand you that you can overcome those challenges of the transition. So that's what the NBRPA is about primarily. Secondarily, what we're about is going to communities and telling young children, look, sports, the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, that's plan B, maybe plan C. Tell me your plan A. And if they can't tell us a plan A, we talk to them about a plan A. And the plan A starts with academics. Mm. Yeah. Wow.
2: You know what? We're not going to take a break because this is this is too good a content. We, we don't want to waste your time. So, Matt, uh, we, this is the, kind of the crux of the show. Yeah. Again, for those of you listening for the first time, Rebound Radio is foundationalized upon Rebound Magazine, a magazine published, publisher and CEO, Matt Fish, who is sitting right across from me, um, and the National Basketball Retired Players Association. This is what this show is about. It's taken us a few weeks because of the pertinent NBA information. We would feel like we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about the playoffs and the finals and the uh, onset of free agency. But now this is the crux of what you're going to listen to every week, and who better than to have the vice chairman of the NBRPA on with us. So, again, we thank you, and now we're going to uh, hit you with some more questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well,
4: well, well uh, before you even hit me with a question, you, 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 t- you take a guy like Matt Fish, four degrees, NBA player he took the NBA he took a college scholarship and he used that to vault himself into unlimited potential for his life, for the rest of his life well, and that fish life is blooming, it's blossoming because he took care of plant the academics and the people so many people we know uh, Alan Iverson um, I, I can't think of all the guys. Was was the power forward from from the from the uh, Celtics for a year, several years? Oh, the one Under has me. a huge
3: head. If you put quarters in there, you'd have a million dollars. What's that dude with the great big old head? Played for
4: the Celtics, Antoine Walker.
2: Oh, Antoine
4: Walker. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm not doing shade at these guys because I know I became I became homeless. You know, uh, and, and I can't. I was up there. A pick. And in 1972, I had a very good contract. Uh, But, you know, education is the way Mm. to educate ourselves. Now, Alice, you you mentioned about uh, the the, the rock that we have um, in Las Vegas marriage counseling. When I go out and I have a chance to talk to ballplayers in high school and college, I tell them about not only uh, addiction. Uh, whether it be drinking or substance, I tell them about divorce.
3: Yeah, relationship.
4: Divorce is a huge reason many players go broke. They marry too soon, they marry poorly. A poor marriage can cost you financially as much as, if not more, as an addiction. It mm-hmm. can. Yeah, and and that's why we have uh, mass counseling, mass counselors coming to talk to our players because, guys, we need to know this.
3: That strengthen your marriage, man. I will be in that. Um, I'll be in that breakout session, no doubt. And I'm lucky. You know, I'm 16 years in, and I've got a woman I've been with for 21 years. So I can't imagine you know not getting lucky and hitting the jackpot. And and I know you have too with Gail. And so. You know, both of us are blessed, and we need to remember that, uh, but also it has to be understood that not everyone chose correctly.
2: And, I mean, that's got to show brotherhood right there. If you're in a group marriage counseling seminar, yeah, you know, I mean, that is one of the most private situations you yeah. go. So if you go to a marriage counselor, a therapist, it's you and your significant other or just you. Yeah. So having it with a bunch of people sitting in a room listening to the same thing that's got to show the tight-knit nature that you guys are offering Well, there. it's
3: got to be understood, too, and Dwight understands this, that reaching the pinnacle of your sports very, very unique, and there's only a few of us that have done so. So that topic of strengthening your marriage and having the people around you who have gone through the same thing that you have is difficult to find because those who played professional sports like basketball are so few and far between. Right. To have this start, right. You know, right. a group of guys right. together who, who, yeah, we all played pro ball, and, yeah, we all have relationships that we've dealt with – gives you that much more camaraderie that much more fellowship you know we can draw from one another's experiences and we can certainly learn from one another and, and go forward with with support from one another
4: exactly and, as, and that's, it, that's why it's so important for us as ball players leaving the league leaving the NBA for us to draw closer to one another because their support is there There's somebody who's been through what you've been through and they can help and walk you, they can mentor you through that. And there's always other brothers who maybe have not gone through it, it. but they can walk with you through it, okay? Uh, There's relationships that I talk to young kids about also. I think this is very important and I I practice in my life right now. I'm 66 years old. I have men in my life who are mentors to me now. My father's past. Mm-hmm. And men in my life were mentors to me. That's one relationship. Then the second relationship, there are men in my life that I talk to on a routine basis. They're usually around my age. They're usually all connected like myself, usually married or whatever, You know, in business, you know, trying to make living. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third relationship. There are young men that I mentor. You, you may have heard my phone beep earlier. That was one of my mentees. Mm-hmm. That relationship is a spiritual relationship and it's proven that if I take instruction from a good person and I walk with good men and I give good instruction to someone who's trying to get where I am, there's little chance, there's less of a chance that I'm gonna stray. And you I have follow me?
3: I have one of my questions down. How and who do you mentor? You're, you're answering it right now.
4: you know, you're walking, got to have you got to folks you look up to right. to mentor you all the time. So you Throughout take your, your
3: mentorship extremely serious as as any mentor should.
4: You have to have people you're walking through through the forest with. So when you get scared, like 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 in the Wizard of Oz. You got you got the line, the line you can hug to, hug, hug, hug up against. Yeah, yeah. But it's the thing about the teaching thing, mentoring. When we're mentoring, we're we relearning all the good habits. Like like, Matt, I know you coach, I know you do a lot of clinics. Yeah. You cannot help but relearn every lesson you know about basketball when you're talking to a ten year old kid and teaching them about basketball because you relearn it as you're teaching them. Or
3: yes, and even refining it and trying to show the shortcuts and how to be more successful quicker. And, and you know, it, for us, it was trial and error. You know, we did have some good mentors, but I certainly understand that teaching is modeling, showing, demonstrating, you know, making sure that you're an example of positivity, making sure that you're showing what should be done, not just telling them. But you got to walk the walk too. And, and that's just being a father, and that's being a teacher, and that's being someone who mentors back and cares. And through the NBRPA here for the Phoenix chapter, we've got some of that destination graduation. I've got Alvin Adams going over, right. you know, right. and he's, he's going over there twice a month, and he's, he's talking about the importance of graduating and why you should want to graduate, and on, and it just it goes on. We have such a platform to go out and make such a big difference. I just don't want to lose out on that opportunity.
2: We're speaking to Dwight Davis, the vice chairman of the NBRPA. It took me only two weeks to be able to say NBRPA quickly. I think that's pretty good. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I digress. So a little bit more about – I'm sorry?
4: It's
2: a of it to the NBA <laughs> Yeah, but you say mistake. it with a more of a southern I I can't say it as cool. I'm from California, I have no accent, I can't do it. So um for those of you who don't know, Dwight Davis works a lot with kids, as as Matt alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um my question for you, this is my number one question that I've been wanting to ask. Uh, aside from and I know that finances and addiction are probably the two biggest things that you deal with with players that have retired um for whatever reason and are, you know, seeking help and asylum at the NBRPA. Okay? Mm-hmm. Is there a direct correlation or a direct parallel between the kids that you talk to and the players that you talk to in an effort to further their life uh, in a more positive manner? And What I mean by that is um, just guidance with academics and with money and with keep it on the straight and narrow. Is there a direct parallel between the two? Like, can you give your lessons that you give your kids to the players that come and see you?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Alex, you, you can and, and and even in my case, uh, who a person who came from a household that was whole, you know, there was no absent father, um, I had to relearn, I had to jump start those lessons I learned from a from a faithful, loving father and mother. And it's no different with, with, with our, our guys. Um mm, so well, it could be a little different because some of our guys come from single family homes and some really, really tough situations, yeah. and 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 basketball is the only thing that ever really defined them. I was defined before basketball by the love of my mother and father, you know. But some of our guys—they're only defined by basketball. That's the first-place of the only place or one of the few places they see love right. and, and, and they see success. I saw success in the classroom. So that is a very good point that you made. So some of the same lessons that we share with our brethren is, is the same lessons that Matt and the other guys take when we go out to full-court press to work with young folks. Yes. We try to lift them, know that... There is a road, a path that they can take that will help ensure their success, and but also there's a path they can take that will help ensure their demise. Yeah.
3: And, wow. Right. And it's it's all about making the wise choices. And, and we were just talking about that, too. You mentioned it, Press for Success. We just had ours, oh, I don't know, it was probably three weeks ago or so. And we had four or five players out there that are members of the NBRPA, both WNBA and NBA. We had Carolyn Moose. We had uh, uh, Jim Paxson out there. We had um, um, Nick Shepard. And we had uh, Stephen Hunter was supposed to come out. You know, but uh, couldn't make it. But we had a, a really group of, of people that were out there making sure that they talked about what you were just now saying, making the right choices. All right, who here ate breakfast this morning? You know, and the kids that raise their hand, you talk about making wise choices. Well, you made the choice to eat breakfast, not what did you eat? You know what I mean? It's like, did you eat a donut or did you eat something that can really, you know? so right, exactly. It's just it's as simple as that, isn't it? And you're right. You can harken back to these grown adults and really turn them back into men mentor-ees, mentees, and, and, and walk them through things like making wise choices. Brush your teeth. You know what I mean? All the things. that, that it, it's, just got, it's so simple sometimes. We forget about simplicity and the basics of life.
4: And, 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 and to be certain and to be completely honest and, 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 and transparent, those are the things that Matt and you guys have to teach me again. Yeah. You guys have to teach me, teach me to be responsible and accountable to myself and to you guys. You know, you know there's something that, and I know Matt, Matt is real modest about what he does, Alex, but, you know, we have something that's called Four Court Press. And, um, we, we go out, and, and, and Matt has participated in Four Court Press. I mean, he's led Four Court Press, uh, clinics. Uh, and one hot topic that's going on right now is about police officers and innocent kids, and young men, and, and that dynamic. We're all familiar with that. We know we, you know, we can't turn on the TV, what's going on. Well, Matt and the NBRPA has been spearheading, and effort. may have not shared this with us, spearheading an effort for, for several years where we bring PAL, Police Athletic League, we, we partner with them, and bring them to the urban centers to participate in a basketball clinic with urban youth. It's wow. it's life skills, too. It's life ahead, skills. Yeah.
3: It's not just basketball fundamentals. It's fundamentals of life. And that's what
4: I like about the program. Not just basketball. Where there's a basketball segment that's a draw, but the life skills yeah. in the classroom, not on the basketball, in the classrooms. Sometimes kind the of classroom is a makeshift classroom. It's a a classroom you might find in Haiti, hey, okay we're not on the basketball court, we're on the side of a basketball court. Let's talk about life skills and making making good choices. We've been doing that for years. now you know, there's a big conversation, there's a conversation that 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 that, 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 that America is involved in right now and hopefully we'll stay involved with it because no police officer should die. Yeah, no right. young African American or Latino man should die because the fear factor, it's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. When those things come together, it's the fear. And I know because, again, I never went to an integrated school. I went to the University of Houston. I was afraid. I was afraid of that. Yeah. What am I going to do there? How am I going to be accepted? Yeah. And so it's the fear of the unknown. But for years, the NBRPA has been trying to close that gap. By bringing young African American men and Latino men to interface with police officers, not when they're getting popped, not when they're getting rostered in the neighborhood, but in a situation where there's joy, there's learning, and there's friendliness. We also, and we bring the same thing for the cops. The Sometimes this, this is the first time a police officer has had a chance to interface with this inner city kid. Yeah, it's so pertinent. It's, it's so real. In this neighborhood, and he's doing something wrong, or possibly doing something wrong. Right.
3: It's, Do- ha- it's, it's happening right now. Like I say, it's so important to be able to have that interaction. Clance, go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, you know we're gonna have to head out in a minute. He had me say that, so I look like the bad guy. Um, <laughs> Dwight Davis, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, Vice Chairman of the of the NBRPA. Thank you so much for joining us for our whole show. Uh, yeah. So I have. Uh, just one thing to add. Well, I'm hoping that when we come out there, uh, we're going to have our, our, you know, the rebound uh, magazine booth set up. We'll have a camera. Hopefully, we can steal you for two or three minutes and maybe finish this conversation because it's so current and it's so pertinent. And I would really like to get your take on it. So hopefully, I know you're going to be really busy when we're out there. I'm not yeah. putting you on the spot. I'm just saying I really hope that uh, we can uh, take a few minutes and and, and finish this conversation because we do have to go. Yeah. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Um, this has been our best show yet, hands down. Yeah. So we'll Thanks, see you Cala guys. D. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Matt, thank
4: you so much. Thanks, Good man.
1: Night. Thanks, man. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another Legend of Basketball. Have a great week.
4: My day is going well. Thank you very much. How are you doing today?
2: Good. I hope it's not 112 where you are. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody because that's what we're dealing with here. No, well, I'm in the
4: Northeast, so it's um, it's about 85 degrees, but I'm from Houston, Texas, so I'm familiar with triple-digit uh, heat uh, weather.
3: Dwight Davis, it's Matt Fish. How you doing?
4: Matt, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Steve? I'm well, thank you.
3: Dwight, also known as Double D, was drafted third overall in the 1972 NBA draft to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And as aforementioned, he's the vice chairman of the board of the NBRPA. And I just can't welcome you enough to Rebound Radio and sharing your time with us today.
4: Well, well, Matt, thank you for inviting me to Rebound Radio, and congratulations to you and to Rebound Radio and all that you're doing On behalf of the NBA, the PA, and the NBRPA, we really appreciate you.
3: Well, thank you. You know, and and being involved with the Phoenix chapter down here, doing the six month internship up there, and working with the D League in a variety of different ways, giving back to the community. To me, it's just, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. How's your wife, Gail?
4: Gail's doing really well. You know, we started a new business about 21 months ago. And um, she couldn't be any happier. Um, you know, we both are very involved in it. The business is going very well, and our health is very well. So we're, we're, we're blessed. Thank you.
3: Well, share with your business a little bit if you'd like to get it out there to the listeners.
4: Well, it, it, it's more of a local nature, but, but, but the company, we bought a franchise. Uh, the company is called Senior Helpers, okay. and it's a non-medical in-home uh, care business where we dispatch LNAs and companion care of, uh, personnel out to the homes of seniors who want to age in place. We all know how difficult and how expensive it is to move our loved ones into facilities. And we know that they live healthier and happier in their homes. So my business serves that demographic, the folks who want to stay in their homes. So we bought a franchise here in New Hampshire, and that is going is going very good, but the thing about it is we get a chance my wife and I get a chance to know that we allow a number of family members to go to work every day, knowing that their mom, their dad is in good hands. So thank you for letting me share that. Oh, that's
3: fantastic. I, I kind of had a feeling that that's what you were doing. I know they came up to one of our conferences and had a booth, and I checked it out, and they do some wonderful things. And I think what you're doing certainly is a great service and a, a service that is needed out there. And uh, there you are, giving back even more. So that's good for you, and I appreciate you out there continuing
4: to do so. Well, thank you, Matt. But, you know, that's, that's what guys like yourself, you know, it's you know, as, as president of the Phoenix chapter, that that's what we try to do to the best of our abilities. We we try to do as much as we can for our, for our entire community, not just for the youth, you know, for the entire community, and, and that's what a lot of people need to know about the NBRPA. Well,
3: Dre, how long have you been a member of the NBRPA?
4: I've been, you know, uh, if, I, if I count the years, I'm, I'm thinking it has to be at least uh, this is 2016. Has been at least fifteen years. I've been a member. Fifteen. Oh, and we're celebrating that twenty fifth year this year, as you as you well know, Matt.
3: Twenty five years. So, what does the NBRPA mean to you?
4: Well, for me, the NBRPA is it's 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 it's, it's very personal. Um, You guys are my brothers. And uh, that was a time in my life when my life wasn't going so well. Um, a- after my after my career, I had a divorce. Uh, and my career ended by injury. I had a divorce, and I kind of wandered around. I lost connection with, with, with my fraternity brothers of the NBA. I found myself addicted, an addiction. And... Um, Refused help from family and from everybody. I just, you know, I did what people, addicted people do. I crawled into a hole and tried to bury myself. Uh, After a while, some of you guys reached out to me and reminded me, you know, in very stern words that you're you're a champion. You have a lot to give. Get yourself together. Uh, And I only use words. Provided me with uh, an opportunity to, to go to uh, a facility to get myself clean. Um, invited me to the conference. Like the conference we're going to uh, next week, uh, and it was very moving, Matt. When, and I think you you were at that conference yeah. when um, John Egan got up to talk to the folks about my plight, where I'd been, and what I was doing, yeah. and about. 400 members stood up and gave me an applause and told me how much they loved me. Uh, And since then, I've been on the rebound to uh, the corner phrase. I've been on the rebound, and life is really, really good. Married to a wonderful woman, we own a beautiful home. Uh, We try to work really hard here in uh, Newfields, New Hampshire, right near Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, uh, I got a chance to work with guys like you at the NBRPA.
3: I know every time I see you, I look forward to the hug and that great big palm that you got, that gi- giant hand that you have when you shake my hand, you know, you're you you just uh, all-encompassing. You know, it's like, you know, get my big paws on you and get you in here. And I just tell you what, uh, I remember that time, and I've seen you change, uh, and it's been fantastic. And what an upstanding member of the NBRPA to step in and serve as well. And, uh, you know, that's just great. And to have that story behind it uh, just means a lot to me. Uh, Alex Clancy is my buddy here uh, helping me out with Rebound Radio. and He has a question. Uh, go ahead and ask
2: it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait. We have a minute till break. Um, but I did want to invite you officially to the really the first installment of Rebound Radio. We've been doing this for about two months now. Um, I met Matt uh, a week and a half before our first show. We sat down in the office and we talked. We never met before in our lives. We were talking about maybe doing the show together, and we hit it off right away. And every week that we do, every week that we do the show, and every time we talk, I'm learning more and more about the NBRPA and everything. And it's it's been fantastic. I want to talk a little bit more after the break. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Dwight Davis on the line. We have a lot more to talk to uh, about with him. So we'll be right back.
1: Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave.
2: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
1: You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the
2: show. I'm just going to start saying Rebound Magazine instead of, when they say Rebound Radio on the, uh, on the intro back, I'm just going to say Rebound uh, Magazine, so I don't have to uh, quantify myself every time. Uh, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Welcome back to Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. We are talking with Dwight Davis, the vice uh, chairman of the NBRPA. Uh, if you want to know anything, uh, is there any contact information you'd like to give out if people are interested in, you know, donating, uh, advertising, sponsoring the NBRPA? Is there anything you'd like to give out now? You
4: know, what, uh, I have the information, but I don't have it with me. I'll get it to us uh, before we finish. Okay, okay. great. Well,